Welcome to the Soul Revolution Tribe podcast, where we share stories, laughs, and even a few tears, but always a good time. We are about depth and real raw sharing through soul conversations and medicine. We are learning to find ourselves again and to be an unstoppable force of nature, ready to break down the constructs and rebuild them with love and acceptance at its core. We are the new world. Welcome back to another episode of the Soul Revolution Tribe. I am Jackie B, your host, shamanic soul guide and remembrance facilitator. And today I am really excited to have my friend Sam on today. She is a human design reader and coach, authenticity activator, and a mental health advocate. She is the founder of Shine by Design, which she helps you discover how you are designed to shine through human design. I am so excited for her to be here and share her medicine with all of you. um sam let's start out by what do you what like so i know there's all these like definitions of human design but what is human design to you so hello everyone (laughs) um so human design to me is sort of like a map that shows you who you are you were designed to be um oh you know what you're here to do how you're meant to use your energy and the kind of impact you're here to make in this world um the world i feel like the world floods us with information about who we should be and how we should be in order to to thrive in this world but human design kind of it's so unique to each of us and it helps us come kind of come back and be like oh this has come to me naturally and i've been suppressing this because xyz did not approve of it and that xyz is could be a parent a sibling you know the students in your class when you were growing up a teacher who's, who said something that, who, who told you that this is unacceptable, you know, society. Yeah, and that, then we just all that conditioning. Up, yes. Um, so I feel like for me, human design is like, oh, human design is here to remind me of who I am. And I get to embrace these parts of me, these gifts of mine. And I get to allow these pieces of me to shine in this world. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that definition because I like I can feel it in my body. It's not just words like, oh, I love it. How did human design come to you on your journey? And like what started you being so passionate about it? Right. So um, in 2020, this is like a few months after COVID hit Kuwait. So I'm based out in Kuwait. Um, I met I was I was kind of thinking about doing RTT by Marissa Pierre. But I was not sure if I wanted to invest all that money. And I found this lady in Kuwait, you know, who was a coach. And I thought, okay, let's see. I wanted to understand more about it. Um, And she, I did a course with her to do with public speaking because terrified of public speaking. (laughs) But it's something I'm overcoming. I'm trying to, hence the reason of me being here right now. Um, And she introduced human design as like a part of that four-week course. And I thought, wow, I was so fascinated with it. It's like when I when I pulled out my chart, I started to see all these elements and she and uh, an actual human design coach was brought into the course and was teaching us about things about ourselves. And I was like, wow, this kind of makes sense to me, especially that element of being a generator. Mm-hmm. I'm a generator, a pure generator, which means um, I have a defined sacral. Um, and, you know, little things about being a generator started to make sense to me. And I was like, oh, I, this is really interesting. I'm really fascinated by this. And I spend the next few months, I think about eight months, looking for information on the internet, but I never knew how to embody it. So I hired a coach eight months later. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and I found myself like playing with human design with my friends, with my sisters. And I was like, this is so cool. And I was like charging a very tiny fee for like, hey, consultation, human design stuff. And one of the biggest things that I realized was why I felt different to my sisters because of a different, like it could be, it was just our centers. Though. Like, so human design uh, is comprised of, um, it's, it's a combination of the Hindu chakra system, the Chinese I Ching, the Kabbalah's tree of life, astrology and quantum physics as well. And I like to play with the human design, the chakra system, sorry, the, the chakra system. So in the chakras, you have, you have the seven chakras, but in human design, there are nine. So the heart and the solar plexus is split into two each. And my sisters and I, so I have a defined Ajna center. So I think very different to the girls and they have a defined identity center. And it started to make sense as to why certain relationships, like yeah. why I'm able to adapt easily in the world versus the girls. They are very comfortable. I, when I find myself too comfortable, I shake my world up and I'm like, no, this is too boring for me. I need to do something different, you know? And it started to like, you know, um, my youngest, my youngest sister has a defined will center. Uh, the, the rest of us don't. So when she makes promises, she actually keeps them. Yeah. Unlike the 35, sorry, the remaining 80, 65% of the world that are unable to, to keep promises, whether to themselves, to, to other people, uh, lacks willpower. So I was starting to see the differences, you know, within my own family. And I was like, this is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> All of the different puzzle pieces start coming together because that's how I, I did it too, is like le learning more um, about myself and then how um, me and my sister are different designs. She's a projector. And um, so like how they intermesh and how I'm strong in certain areas and she's strong in certain areas and um, how where she... I always say the undefined centers, like, I don't know how your take of it. I, I, hear, I hear so many people going, I can't do that because I'm undefined. Like for me, I'm like, no, honey, like that's a superpower. Like you don't realize, yes, the, the sh there's a shadow and light of everything, right? The shadow side is you, you can be more conditioned, but once you know that and you have that awareness that you actually bring in and you can channel this energy and then you can actually do something with it versus just like, projecting it back and in, in like um, amplifying it and projecting it back, you can actually alchemize it in to a way that serves wherever you are, the situation at hand. Yes, I love what you said about, I don't believe that just because you have something undefined, whether it's a gate or a center, it just means that energy is not consistent. It does not mean you don't have it. We have all the, you know, every, like the, the gates and the, and the centers, we have, all of us have those energies. It's just for people who have it defined, it's consistent within them. And for those who don't have it defined, it's just inconsistent. So yeah, it's like almost like, like it comes natural to you if it's defined. And it's just um, but it, it's like I said, like like I have defined centers and I have undefined centers. Um, but in those, like I it, it's like a learning curve of figuring out, okay, what's my energy and what's not. And and then being able to once you figure that out and you can be in relationship with that. Like it, there's so much magic that comes alive with it. And I'm like, oh yes, I love this. If you are with someone, so I pulled out your chart before this call. For example, you have an undefined route and I have a defined route. So if you are someone, which is highly likely possible where you might have all these brilliant ideas, but you're, you, you seem to not take action on them. And then unless you're around somebody with a defined route, 
is where you suddenly feel like, oh, you have this burst of energy and you want to go and get it done. And you don't even know why. It's just, even if I'm, if it might not be something you've shared with me, it's just when I'm around, you just feel like getting things done. And it's happened. So my last boyfriend, it was such a beautiful tool, like with human design. I had his chart. I gave it, I did his blueprint for him for his birthday last year. We had six centers where we, three centers where we complemented each other each. So that's six in total. So for him, it was the fear center, root and sacral that he was piggybacking off of my energy. And I was piggybacking off of his identity, his heart and his emotional center. And it's almost like we completed completed each other's energies in these six centers that we felt that we could just take on the world together. Everything was so effortless. Um, and it was just so beautiful. So when you know, like if it could be your child, it could be your husband, it could be your friends, whenever you're around somebody who's got that center defined, you'll find that you suddenly, it's like almost like you're plugging into their energy and you can just run with it. And you don't even know why. And you're like, and then when the person goes away from you, you're like, like if, for example, people who don't have a defined sacral, they suddenly get so exhausted. Like my ex used to get so exhausted and I'm like, I'm so tired today. And I'm like, because I'm not around you. <laughs> it's like the contrast. Like, that's what it is. Like, like I always, um, like when I know that I tell them like, okay, yes, we're going to, we're going to get stuff done. We're going to move. Cause I have the divine sacral too. And then, cause my husband is a manifester. So he doesn't. And then being able to realize the contrast and like, okay, you're going to like probably need a little more self-care and things like that when I'm away, because you don't have that to plug in, um, too. And it's not like you're, you're taking energy from them. It's like, it's, it's there in the collective and it's like our, our gift to each other and how I look at them like as superpowers. Like I have an undefined Ajna and crown center. <clears throat> so for me, I can channel like thoughts and inspiration of others, which is beautiful in my, my position of what I do, um, and help them kind of like, I can almost hear the, the storylines that are, that are coming through before they even say it. I feel it in the energy and I can share. And for me, I'm like, I'm never going to tell you what to do. I can, I can take the energy and like, this is what I'm feeling. And you try it on, you tell me what it is. Um, and it fits you. If not, then toss the shirt aside. Like that's, that's not going to be offensive to me at all. But like, that's what I see in, for my oldest and my husband, they have undefined um, solar plexuses. So um, they can get like angry and all of a sudden, like they're, they're through doing their own process. I don't even know what's going on. And I have an open, like I have an undefined. So all of a sudden I'll start getting angry at them and irritated. And I'm like, and like before I, I didn't realize what was going on and we were feeding off of each other. And then um, now that I know that it's like, okay, is this mine? And then in a lot of time, no, it's not. Because if you aren't aware, what happens is you take it in and then you like you amplify it, you turn up the volume and then shoot it out like a hundred times worse. <laughs> and, and then I realize, okay, so this is not mine. And then I, I tune in and I'm like, okay, so is it his, is it my husband's or is it my son's? And then, and then I can meet them where they're at and like help nurture that piece and let them express it and get it out. Um, which has been a beautiful healing aspect as well. All right. So I can, I totally resonate with what you just shared about your emotional, you know, your open emotional center, because uh, I have that too. And I'm, awareness is everything, Jackie. When you're aware, oh my God, like knowing, like, 
this is something that I realized a few weeks ago. I was going out with a friend. She has a defined um, emotional center. And I, I had an amazing day. When I sat in the car, though, I felt like something was wrong. And I was like, this isn't mine. This is this cannot be mine because I had an amazing day. And I'm not upset or not fe feeling anxious or anything. And then I realized that it was hers. And then when we had the chat, it's almost like that energy just fizzed away. And I was like, oh, this feels better now. And that's the beautiful healing of it. That's that. That's also why I I am gifted in holding space. I think because I can feel like I feel it in my body, and I can relate, and then I can help people like just by sharing it and moving the energy. It like it, it alchemizes it. it. It transforms it for them. So like you said, it like dissolves away, and it's not as fully charged. I love that. And also the open heart center that you have, and it's very unique. Um, because you have it completely open, you actually have a natural gift of channeling from source, oh, from I the universe. I didn't beautiful. even realize that piece. Like I knew it was undefined, but I, and I knew the gates, but I didn't know exactly. Like I said, I dabble, dabble in it, but I don't know exactly right. like the terminology and things like that sometimes, but that makes sense. Cause I do channel a lot. Yeah. And you, and you also have the psychic gate as a part of your, um, splenic center that is defined. So you have that, um, the, when you talk about the fields of the splenic center, they talk about it as a, as a field because you can see the future, you can feel the future. Um, but it's it's just something that you know things and it's it's a gift. So you have like that double confirmation. So you have the open head center and then you've got that gate, the psychic gate defined. So it's like, just like a confirmation. You're like, yes, I have it. I have both of them, like one open, the other one defined. I know that whatever's coming through is right. <laughs> well, that is, that is confirmation in general, like just putting it together. Cause that's, that's for me, it's like, I know my, like, I know deep down in my core, like what my purpose is. And like with, with these seasons that are coming through, it like shakes everything up and makes you think like, okay, is, is this where I'm meant to be? Like, is this meant how I'm meant to be? Like, especially like these, this last year, I honestly think like astrology wise, like the, everything's lining up to literally shake the foundation. So we're when we're entering this new age of next year, um, like we're ready, like we're prepared for this new new changing space where we allow, we're allowed to shine and thrive. And to do that, you have to kind of crumble the foundation to be rebuilt in that that aspect. And so for me, it's like all of these like doubt things come up because that's like the deep disappointment wound is like part of my core that I've been navigating and realizing like, I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. And that's why like my heart is on fire when I am, I am helping people navigate and step back into their power and things like that. And, and the information comes because I grew up very religious and like spirit, like talking to spirit and things like that was very, very taboo. And for me, I'm realizing like, that's, that's how my creator created me. So who am I to say you did it wrong? Like, absolutely not. And the way that um, I get things is is exactly the way I'm designed to be. And I get to lean into those gifts instead of being afraid of them because they're not as common. Yes, yes. I love that. Um, um, there was something you said about, I think, uh, you know you're meant to be where you are or you're in the right place right now yes something along those lines that you mentioned that really hit home for me um because I, it's something that I've been struggling a lot in 2023 
it has been one of my biggest struggles. And I don't know if it was last weekend or the, or the weekend before last, where I felt in some way that I was an acceptance of, oh, I'm, I'm meant to be here. I'm meant to be here with my family right now. I still don't fully really understand why. I just know I'm meant to be here. And then this week, it's like just as I accepted that, the week just went like... Well, it's like, it's dual sided, I think it's like, so we just went through like the Leo season and Leo season's all about like the heart and like connecting into what the heart truly desires and what the heart does not and in alignment with that and aligning it with our thoughts, with our mind. Um, and, and so once we get that, we're now in the Virgo season, which is all about the embody, the feels in the, in the body. And then, so it's like navigating the mind with the heart, with all of the sensation of the body of who I've becoming, who I have become, so I can reflect, is this who I truly desire? Is my, who I'm becoming right now in this moment in line with my heart? And if it's not, I'm going to shake the foundation and let the dust fall for the pieces that aren't who I desire, who my heart desires to become. And so I think a lot of that's coming up and it's like, it's almost like a booty kick this year of like, okay, I'm ready. Like, let's go. No more, no more uh, procrastination. <laughs> a sticky note right here. <laughs> Who do I want to be? What do I value and believe about myself? How am I being so much in line with what you just shared? <laughs> and that's why, and I mean, that's the collective thing. And I think that's like, and what you were saying in my chart, like, maybe that's why I like, I have this understanding and then able to communicate it. My husband, and maybe that my chart says this too. My, my husband always uh, stresses, cause I feel like this too. It's like, I speak many languages, but not like actual language. Like, it's not like I speak French or something like that. I speak other people's languages. So like the way I communicate, it's like an energetic exchange. Like it just starts clicking. Right. Okay. That's actually, that is actually like a very beautiful gift. I'm trying to think of it on your chart, actually. Because and I, I don't know if there's a part in there, but maybe like in the throat center is like what, what comes to my mind of something along those lines. Defined throat. And what I learned about defined throat is we, when we are aligned, we are advocates for people who do not have a defined throat. And I've noticed that pattern because one of my sisters does not have a defined throat. And when she, when she's frustrated, and she's trying to tell me something like about work or whatever. I have that gift of completing her sentences, but I try not to do that because I want her to speak. And she has a hard time communicating her thoughts. Like she has a hard time verbalizing a lot of what's in her mind. Yeah. And so what we as people with a, with a defined throat are here to do is to be an advocate, an advocate for the people who are unable to express themselves. And, and I, I feel like that is a gift with people with uh, a defined throat. And you have that. And I think with your, because you have a completely open, you have a, uh, an open crown center, uh, 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 an undefined uh, ajna. And with that itself, you're able to, like you said, you can hear people's thoughts. You can feel people's thoughts or whatever it is. And you're able to kind of give a voice to, yes. And I've always been a strong advocate. So I love that you said that, like just innately, I've always been like that protective, like I'm also a Scorpio. So I have that protective energy of the people I love in myself as well. <laughs> but, but like, I love that, that you, the way you worded that, like I, I knew that concept, but the way you worded that is beautiful because that's, that's what it is. It's like, I help people express their thoughts and I help them express their emotions. And like, that's, that's, 
part of my superpowers of that is and I in both of those are undefined where I can I can help people channel their inspiration which is the the head center I can help their, them channel their thoughts and be able to express it I can help them pull their emotions and give it voice and move it like and and that and like taking the action in those pieces like and those are my my four open or undefined centers so like you gave that perfect like visual for me of to be able to that's why the define my defined throat center is so powerful to be able to pull those things that I've been doing naturally and be able to put it all together and be who I be. So we have Mercury retrograde. So if there seems to be a little little pauses here and there, that's that's we're dealing with that with the tech, but we're making it happen. <laughs> You know, it's, uh, when I was messaging you earlier today, I noticed that some of my messages were not going through. And I was like, damn it, Mercury, is that you again? <laughs> <laughs> I, I always say like, okay, so once again, awareness is key. So if I know that, then I can anchor in and I can ground my energy and be like, nope, it's okay. We, we, can, we can adjust this. I'm not letting the situation dictate what I'm creating. And like, I think that's the power of remembering. Like the storm can be swirling around us, but we are the one that is driving it. So, so that's, that's like, we'll get to roll with the punches and figure it all out. And it will be beautiful just the way it's meant to be. <laughs> so you can call it profile lines. Um, it's similar to, or in line with the incarnation cross, which is, so every element that we talk about, whether it's your energy type, your strategy, your authority, it's, those are just small things, but when you look at the big picture, profile lines is also a part of it. So yours being one by three, and I'm kind of curious, and I wanted to know from you, how how does that one show up in your life? So the so the one and three, like so the people who don't know, a lot of that is like the trial and error, right? But well, what exactly is the one? I got to make sure that I see it together at, as one. So I'm trying to is that the is that the one? One is the uh, you're a researcher. You love to research. You Yes, you can just yes, spend hours and hours on Google or reading books as a child way back when we did not have Google, <laughs> you know, you yes. could have been reading encyclopedias and stuff. <laughs> so for me, I think that that shows up as I, I am like a uh, continuous learner, always student first. Yes. You know what I mean? So like I'm always thriving to evolve and, and comprehend things from all different angles. And that's like a, a um, never stopping. It's always flowing aspect like I always source new things um to learn and incorporate and it just makes more of me me and it, and then I think the three is the trial piece yeah. where like I have to test it out and I think that's also everything I do I I live and breathe it otherwise I don't share it like I have to embody it and live and breathe it and see how it feels with me so then I have the experience to be able to share because it's more than just words. So for me, it's not about like the the degrees I have and, and like all of those fancy things. Like those are just papers at the end of the day. For me, like the real work, the real, um, I, don't even, I don't even know the word, like, but I feel it. It's like the real uh, gift or what makes me me is the experience. Like, and I think like that, that, people sometimes don't understand like 
I always get like, Jackie, you're 35 and you've gone through so much for your age. And I, but that's what I call a shamanic initiation. Like I, I have to experience and process. I get to because that's what I desire. So then I have a better understanding and I can truly embody the experience and be able to share that because that's the wisdom. It's taking in the information, turning it to knowledge, shifting it to wisdom to be able to give back out. such a strong very very powerful thing and like it comes back to like when when you hire a coach or when you do things do you just kind of dive into it or you take your time so I energy speaks louder than words so like I, I'll look and see what they're all about and on paper because you know what I mean we can put the highlight reel of everything and but I trust I I my big motto is soul leads body guides mind aligns so for me it's like I get the soul nudge to start looking at something. And I trust, I trust my soul to guide me where it needs to be in that press to lead me into that aspect. Then I allow the body to guide, like, what is the feeling? So I'm, I'm reading this, I'm here in this space, what is coming up in my body? And just because I'm getting a resistance in certain things doesn't mean that it's not the right thing. It's bringing out those shadow aspects. And so I get to lean in. Okay, so what, what is the source? What is the source of the resistance? What is my body saying to me? And then I have the mind to line and put all the pieces together. Then I get to integrate. But first I allow the soul to lead me and then the body to guide, then the mind to kick in, in that order. Because sometimes the mind likes to jump, like that's that's normal. And you get to say, I love you, but wait your turn, like get back in line <laughs> in that space. And also allowing myself to pivot too. For example, like I've shared this on the podcast before, like with shamanic breath work, I actually was looking and I was researching. I had no clue about what shamanic breathwork was. I was researching different breathwork programs because I, I practice breathwork, but I've never been like in a certification. And I was in a stage of like, oh, you need to have somebody's permission to be who you are. And like, I mean, we all go through those stages. So I'm like, okay, so it will give me some more framework and more understanding, more perspective. Because I think that's why I love to learn. It's not that they have something more or an expertise uh, that I don't hold inside of me. It's giving me their perspective. Just like when you were sharing, like, I know a lot about human design, but when the way you worded it, it's like, oh, I just made the connect the connections in a different way. And it and I see it from from your view. And I'm like, that makes so much sense. And I think that's why I love learning. And so I was researching all of these different programs and I found one that like, oh, this feels good. And I, and I went to like submit the application a couple of times. You had to write like a paper um, and like of why you, you wanted to. And I, and every time I went to go write it, I like got this resistance. Like, mm, like, I don't know what, like, okay, is this my self-saboteur? Like stopping me from moving forward? Is there a fear in here? And cause I'm very, very self-aware. I've been self-aware most of my life, which sometimes kicks me in the butt. Cause like, I, I know, but then like my body's like, no. <laughs> And so it's been this, this, this navigating, learning how to play in the playground. But, um, I finally was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to download the thing. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to take the action. And I went to go put the down payment for it, for it, which I saved quite a lot for it. Cause it was not a, a cheap program. Um, and then all of a sudden shamanic breathwork website came up and instead of being like, oh, okay, nope, I need to go to whatever I stopped. And I kind of laughed at myself and I was like, okay. 
thank you so for leading me in a different perspective that my mind thought that we were not going and my mind wrapped around and aligned to this finally and everybody was in coherence and then i went that and then then the soul's like nope i'm gonna throw you a loophole and then i leaned into that and the i got a full body like yes and that's also like me being a generator like i'm like okay i got this full body yes this is this is something here there's something here i don't need to know the mind doesn't need to know all the whys like i get i got the yes and that means the alignment piece and so i'm like okay so there's something here and i kind of went through and i was like yep i'm doing this this is this is where i'm supposed to be and it's such a beautiful practice and something of core who of who i am and like of course of course i would be i would be calling these things in and they're calling me like i'm answering the call that's all it is like it finds me and I think all of the most beautiful modalities that I've I've cultivated is because of that. And I I have this very intuitive, like um innovative spirit. Like so I, I can take something and I take somebody's perspective and I make it my own and put my own intuitive twist. Like like I said, you said I was like a channel of that. And so I I bring down the information and, and like make it my own little flavor of it. So no one could ever do exactly what I do. Like, because that was a fear too, is like, in my past, like, I would share my passions. And then, um, and be so excited because I, I when I'm passionate about something, my, I was saying this to that my voice goes up, my, my volume goes up, like, I talk millions of miles, because it's, it's my heart, it's literally flowing out of me. And I, I will drive my, my sacral, like my sacral center will give me all the energy to put all the things. But I've had people take that and then claim it as their own and move on and kind of leave me in like the dust type thing or at least that's my experience that's how i felt in it and i had to realize though like that's okay because that was a learning lesson for me in my own boundaries of that of really being like if this is something sacred to me is even though i'm excited like making sure that i'm in line before i share it with the world and set my boundaries around that like maybe maybe not everybody is meant to be right here in my heart right away like you know what i mean like so navigating that part of the world um has been huge in my whole learning journey as well because i can see you looking for something but the universe sent you something that you really needed and you got to respond to it using your authority no strategy you know because be generators i'm a generator as well like you're a pure generator so we get to kind of like respond to it and that was like there was like multiple things that i can talk about with that alone and as a one by three you're meant to lead a life of discovery so it's that combination of that research and i'm going to google everything on the planet and research until i know for sure and then the other part where i'm experimenting with different things i don't have to buy it yet i'm going to experiment with with what i have and see what happens next and then allowing the universe because be a magnet you are a magnet and i know generators don't believe this but oh my god when when we shine we're like i don't even know i i, I can see this image in my mind of what like is there like a magnet it truly is it's like a magnet with everything that you desire just being magnetized to you it's and like I, I, the word coming to me is supernova like we're like we're like this this huge ball of fire when we're allowed allowing ourselves and getting out of our own way to shine bright yes yeah and i love that so much <laughs> and i'm and oh, one of the things that i wanted to, to share is when we like as a generator 
yes, we are meant to respond, but it doesn't always mean like kind of like sit back and wait for like wait for things to show up because things are always going to show up in our reality. It could be opportunities, people, uh, invitations, whatever it is, and we get to respond to them. But it has to be like if it's an idea, don't act on that idea until you see um, what's the word I'm looking for something outside of you that says, oh, I was thinking of this and it's showed up, shown like, yeah, like mirror back to you. Yes, it could be a friend bringing up that top, bringing it up to you and you're like, oh, wow, that's weird because I was thinking about this earlier today or something on the internet shows it to you, probably the whole AI thing. I don't want to even go there. <laughs> <laughs> that happens sometimes. Um, you know, and then I wait for it, like you wait for it to show up and then you go like, okay, so I've seen two, two What's the word? It's not a witness. It's um. I was trying to think of this word earlier today too, and I cannot remember it. Um, like observe. Something shows up in your reality, telling. Like deja vu, like it, or like your intuition piece that it just, it clicks. Like I, words sometimes escape me. Like there's not enough human words for the feelings that I have in my body sometimes. So I go through the spiral of like I don't. Like, it doesn't have a word. <laughs> like, I'm trying to, like, okay, so when you want something in your life and someone else is experiencing it, it's like, what is it to you? What is that thing? That, so like the, the jealousy or envy type piece? Is that what no. you're talking about? Like, no, no, no. It's like, for example, I want something and you get it. And you are the, you are, an, you are the example. And not example, that's also the wrong The catalyst, word. almost like, um... Like you are, you are like, cause that's what it is. It's like, you're a mirror of it. And like, so you, you're pretty much experiencing so your reality, right? Yeah. 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 And like, that's, that's how sometimes like I feel is like, cause our inner world is mirrored in the outer world. And so when I want something and somebody else has it, it's like, it's like, okay, I, I see mine, what you're doing. It's almost like, and I think it's the, my, might be by one three that does it. It's almost like I get to experience it without getting to experience it. I get a taste of, okay, do I truly want that? Like of that that piece, like oh, I just. <laughs> and you could respond like, okay, "Do I want it or do I not want it?" Because mm, I had something similar happen to me in the last two days, and I was like, "Yeah, yeah." So I try to be. I'm very mindful with the words I use. I try to be mindful with the words I use. So instead of saying, "I can't afford this right now," I was like, "This is not a priority right now." I did not, even though it was it was very if it was a very small amount of money. I'm like, I don't have time to kind of even go through this course right now and it was, it was something to do with cameras and on your iphone and stuff like that and i was like oh i want to i want to buy this program it was 20 29 and i was like nope it's not an investment i want to make right now it's not a priority right now <laughs> let's focus on something else so i said i very nicely said thank you universe but no thank you not right now <laughs> uh, and i think that's also you hit a cute point that i always say like because people are like i have to wait for the respond or even like projectors they're like I have to wait for an invitation so I'm just supposed to sit here and twiddle my thumbs like you're always getting invitations and, and things like and for me I respond to energy like that's the big thing is like I'll feel it I'll receive it and I'll feel it and then I get to respond to what I'm feeling in that aspect by asking questions like can I share my view on this? Or can I give you a bit of advice on this? So you're creating that invitation by asking the right questions. Um, 
you know, and and then sharing your viewpoint. But I totally get when a projector, how a projector feels when they share their perspective or an opinion and it's not received. I have three projector channels. So I have a lot of projector energy. And when I share things, it is never well received unless the person asks me, actually asks me like, hey, what is your view on this? So, so I, I learned to kind of create that invitation for myself. So I'm like, very strangely strong generator energy, but also equally, almost equally strong projector energy. So I feel the uh, the projector struggle, but I, I'm trying, I'm learning this because I learned about my channels only this year. So I'm working on creating those invitations for myself. And I'm like, okay, unfortunately, Samira, you're going to have to create that invitation. Did not give your advice because it's never well received. <laughs> and even that, I, I, I noticed that I'm very good with one-on-ones versus a group setting and I'm starting to understand why because of that whole <laughs> projector aura <laughs> but yeah it's like it's penetrating like my sister is yeah. a projector and we, we've been navigating those those things too it's like our generator side is like that warm welcoming space but you still have those those almost like probe type pieces that that go out in that so I can totally understand that too like my chief oh my god yes love my generator energy I love that so much but that projector little bit of actually no it's, I can't even say it's little because it feels really big sometimes <laughs> um uh, and, and multiple occasions where like I like projectors see things before anyone else does and I see it and I'm I'm, I'm like oh oh that this is gonna happen and then it happens I'm like well I didn't receive the invitation to share that <laughs> and sometimes I do like I've actually said things like guys watch out for this and I'm watching in slow motion as the accident happens and I'm like I just said to watch out for it <laughs> but at the same point it's like reminding ourselves like we we can plant the seed but like the if the lesson's meant to be it's meant to be in that process and so navigating those worlds and that's a big thing that I've realized like with my throat, I'll express, like, I'll, I'll say like, okay, so do you want me just to hold space for you? Because I can hold space for you, like no other, like I can sit there and I can hold you in love and let you express and do your thing that way. But you pretty much like, I think that that's probably what I do is I let them tap into my, my expression channel. And so like, they can, they can express that way. And, or do you want me to be like your cheerleader and like, like be on that, dig it all up. And like, we're like literally going to be like the excavator of pulling everything out so it could be out in the open? Or do you want my guidance? Like, do you want my perspective? Because I I try to clearly state that. So then I'm not assuming one thing and they're assuming another and we're not meeting each other's needs because we're not communicating. And I think that's the Gemini energy in me too, is like communication is huge for me. <laughs> okay. And you know, I, I love your energy so much, Jackie. Like I was feeling really shook the last few days, you know why? I don't want to mention that on the call, but when I had the, like this five minutes of just letting, just letting it out of my system to you, I don't know what it was. It was just a chat, like literally boom, 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 typed away, sent it to you. There was a massive shift in my energy. I, I would have loved a hug. I think I received your energetic yes. hug, <laughs> you know, and it was like, I realized that in the next, just literally next three minutes, I was like, oh, that's good. I feel, I feel better already. I feel, I feel nice. I whatever negative energy I've been carrying with me since yesterday morning is 
it's like I was in a cloudy, like a smoked room and the smoke just went out the window and you were that window or you opened the window for me or something, you know? <laughs> oh, I love that. Cause that's literally how I feel is like, I just want to like my energy literally like extends and like wraps around people and just surrounds them in this love and like lets everything like dissolve and alchemize. And it's like, I'm safe. Like I, everyone says that, like, I don't know why I feel so safe with you to just pour out my like deepest secrets and I've never told anyone this before and I think it's just my energy of like that that oh I have something to share on that it's because of your open emotional center that makes sense too yes because so I never understood why there are certain people really strong men I'm not saying that men shouldn't cry but I've actually had really strong men who cried in my presence and the two of them actually told me like I don't know why I'm crying and I'm like I didn't realize until I started diving into human design and I was like holy shit emotional because it's open so nobody knows why I don't know why they didn't know why but they would just naturally break down because they feel safe in your presence um it doesn't matter how old they are it doesn't matter where they're from but certain people they could be the strongest people on the planet like emotionally super strong but when they're in your presence there's something about your energy that makes them feel like I feel safe with Jackie mm -hmm. I feel safe to let this out and then when you it could be a, a very small simple topic and then next thing you know they're it's like it it's out. like I I am like holding them in this space where they know that they're not judged they're completely loved and they're allowed to be all of them like I'm here to hold all of you not just I don't want just the highlight reel of who you think I want you to be I want to be all of you like I want you to be yes. in your full presence like raw transparent vulnerable and that's okay like and I try to lead by example of that too. And so sometimes like I, even when I'm feeling like a complete total like mess and like like my my Gemini mind like keeps spiraling and like all of these thoughts, like I always say like, it's literally like I have a conference table and everybody is there and they're like trying to shout over each other sometimes. And I just have to be that like motherly love of like enough, I love you all. Like take a deep breath, everybody will have a turn. But when we yell over each other, we cannot get anywhere. So let's. Let's go around the table here one at a time. Like, that's how I feel my energy is sometimes. <laughs> Your open head sense. Another thing that I wanted to share with you is highly likely you'll have like, and this is most likely when you're uh, out of alignment. So yes, you have all these, um, because I find that any center that is open, and this is my experience, that's my, my point of view, where anyone with an open center can model a defined center yeah. so you are like you mentioned earlier you know you're very creative you have all these ideas these thoughts but when they kind of flood in write it down write it down before you take action and if when it shows up when it shows up in your reality go like oh okay I wrote this down I knew this came to me a few days ago do I want to take action do I want to respond to this or not so it was just something that popped in I wanted to share that with you and I love that because that's kind of what I do because I do I have I have all this info like information that comes in and inspiration and like I'm so passionate about like making a difference in the world and in in that spaces and I'm like also very attentive of my energy and there's only one of me like <laughs> so like where where am I most passionate about and leaning into those spaces and allowing the other pieces to trickle in like like they can be sprinkled in throughout but like this is like the core of what 
drives me moving forward. And I have all of this wisdom and things that can come when it's needed. Like when the invitation's there, when when somebody asks for it, then I then I have it. Like, let me pull that out of my back pocket. I don't know why I've learned and gathered all these tools, but I know that they're for a purpose. <laughs> yes, yes. And if there are any kind of negative thoughts that come in, because it's open, you're 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 completely open. Think of it like I almost see it like a, a you know the zero to seven years child yep. who just involves everything. I I feel like people with an open head center is almost the same. Where you could just take on like you could be sitting next to your son. Your son is thinking about KFC or something, cheesecake factory or whatever. Sorry, I'm just throwing out American restaurants that are available in Kuwait. And you'll be like, ah, I don't like cheesecake factory. But why am I thinking about it? It's because you're thinking about someone else's thought. Um, so being mindful of that, especially when it's anything negative, because it it's highly likely not yours. And if you, especially if it doesn't feel good, if it doesn't feel good, that's your cue. And that's where all the not self theme shows up in different areas of your chart. And that's something that like again, when you're aware of your human design, you know what to look for. Like um, as a generator, when I feel frustrated, it means that I'm out of alignment. How do I get back? What am I doing right now that it, uh, that I'm not feeling that I'm not excited about or what makes me feel satisfied? How can I do more of that? Or even with your centers, like, okay, I'm thinking my mind is on overdrive. Why am I thinking this? Is it serving me? Is it not serving me? If it's not serving me, it's got to go. But I'm not saying also to shove, like if you're feeling anything like any negative emotions, like fears or you want to cry, we have to feel our emotions. That's something very, very important. A lot of people like, I love my mom, but today I had a moment earlier today and she's like, you have to be strong. And I was like, mom, I'm always strong. I just wanted to sit with you and I just wanted to cry. Well, and that's the thing. That's a society like program that I always address too, is like, why is expressing my emotions weak? I think that's the strongest one of my characteristics that I can allow myself to feel in a world that tells you you can't. Like for me, that is strength. And I had to rewire that program because that's that's the thing, like, even when it came to mourning my mom, I caught myself in that pattern of like, I have to be the strong one. I'm the glue. If I fall apart, who's going to hold everybody else? And I and I heard those thoughts in my head and I go, no, because I get to be strong. So I get to be raw and authentic of my process. And it's okay to let my guard down and feel all my feels. So then I can have that experience and not come from the mind, come from the body to be able to hold better space for my loved ones too. Yes, but it's important to to share with people that make you feel safe. Yes. Um, So if if I have to backtrack a little bit. So in 2018, I suffered from depression and there was nobody in my immediate world that I could speak with that would not tell me, like one person told me, um, you're looking, you're seeking attention. And I was like, what? And it's someone very close to me. Other people didn't understand me. And I didn't know, I didn't, I didn't even know it was depression in the beginning. Um, I, all I knew was my mind was in overdrive. My, I was not feeling good in my body. I felt very unsafe in my body. And I thought, oh my God, I don't know who to talk to right now. And then when I overcame all of that and I walked through it, and by the way, I, I realized funnily enough, I was in the US when when shit went down I was in Chicago so I knew how the Americans were dealing with it because we don't have any of that here by the way like we don't have any of those kind of help out here I'm not even sure like I'm originally Indian I don't even know if we have that kind of help in India I mean there are therapists but not like you know the hotline and you can talk to somebody on the other side and 
somebody could just listen to you. Um, and then when I sort of overcame that, I realized, oh my God, Jackie, I lost my trail of thought suddenly. That's okay. Yeah, so it's it's important to like um, not judge ourselves and shame ourselves for feeling these feelings because they're meant to be expressed and processed in a safe space. So it's important for us to be around people who won't judge us and make us feel small and tell us things like, oh, get over yourself. Why don't you wear your big girl knickers? Or, you know, um, uh, why are you crying at this age? Or whatever it is, you know, like the um, basically making you feel like, oh my God, I'm starting to feel shame for crying right now. Or yeah. I, it, I feel like it is a shadow in some way and we are suppressing it. Because it is, it is, it is. It, that's uh, part of it is like we bottle, we bottle these things up because we're told it's not appropriate. So we'll put it yeah. in and the body goes, okay, she, she's, she doesn't want to feel this. She doesn't feel safe to feel this. I'll hold on to it. I'm going to put it right here in my rib cage. I'm going to hold it here. Then we, we go through life and we hit another thing that causes similar emotion. And then it's, and then it like triggers that. And it almost like opens the window, like we were talking earlier, and then it brings it out. And then we'll feel a little bit more like, nope. And so we just keep stacking and stacking on top of it until we're ready to actually feel. And that's what I believe true shadow work is, is going through and taking the layers and loving on yourself and meeting it with the love and compassion. Not that it's there as a ugly boogeyman. Like, no, those are actually beautiful parts of us that we thought were not important or valued because of the frame of reference we are, our mind was at in those moments. So that was that's something big for anyone with an open um, emotional center. I just wanted to say that because I think it's really important. And that Actually, makes sense. Not necessarily <laughs> for someone with an open uh, emotional center. So yeah. Yeah. So what about like um? So I so in there you you see a lot of information on different things. So if you have like an open root like me, what are the things that you would look for in that center? Like for, for that, because you hear a lot of people talking about the emotional center or the identity center or the throat center and things like that. But like the root you hear, like it's the action center, right? And like the rest, like in that space and finding like that burnout pieces, but what other pieces from your perspective um, is big for that center? So there are two pressure centers in our body. One is the head and one is the, the root. And the root is where it's um, it's where we have this pressure to get things done. It's the, the pressure to do things. When you're having it undefined, you could be someone who's really chill. Like, unless you give yourself that, okay, I know my boss gave me a deadline, but I need to give myself a deadline in order to complete that, to complete whatever task on hand um is but it's important for the person to do it like we have i think in my house i have one person like one, one of my sisters that i know for sure has an uh, an undefined route and she was supposed to take care of my parents residency so living in kuwait we don't have like we don't have the passports we have we have something called a work permit and we had to get we were trying to sponsor our parents she's out of it for like a year i love her out of this but i know that she struggles with this a lot and i'm like okay girl you know it's been 12 months <laughs> You know, but me on the other hand, I have a defined route. So I'm like, go, 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 self-motivated. I'm like, okay, I set my own deadlines. Um, I know that when I put my mind to doing something, and it's like a, it's multiple centers that actually have this. Oh, I'm I'm gonna do this today, and I want to achieve this today. 
So with a defined route, you don't need someone to nag you. You just you just know you have to get it done and you just get it done. But with a defined with an undefined route, if you're with if a person with an undefined route is hanging out with someone with a defined route, they either are motivated to get things done or motivated to finish things that they have started, or they put too much pressure on themselves and then they get burnt out. Mm-hmm. So it's either or. It depends on whether you're aligned and know that, okay, I think I'm done for the day. I need to not pretend that I have a defined route because they will get burnt out very quickly. Yeah, it's the self-awareness. I found like for me in navigating my journey is leaning into that self-awareness. And it's even though it's undefined, like I've almost, like you said, I've almost now learned how to operate as a defined but knowing the limits and knowing like, okay, so my body may need a little more rest. Like I can step back and still accomplish everything I want. Rest is just important. And I think that's the gift that with that center, like I get to help even define centers to remember, like it's not all take action. It's about pleasure and stepping back and, and resting and having the joy of sad creation at the same point. It's, it's, so awareness by knowing that if you are around someone who has a defined uh, route, being aware like, okay, I'm pushing myself right now. You don't want to get sucked into their vortex because they can roll with it and they can finish, especially if you don't have a defined sacral. If you don't have a defined sacral, if you have an open sacral or undefined and an undefined route, and you're if you're around somebody with a defined route and a defined sacral, you could get burnt out very easily. Mm-hmm. You need to be very aware like, okay, I'm, I'm rolling and that was my ex. I felt really bad for him. <laughs> he was always around my energy. And he'd be exhausted, like nine o'clock. I need to go to bed. I'm like, all right. And I'm a night person. So I'd be like, yeah, I can't go to bed now. I, you know, I need to go to bed by like midnight or one at 1 a.m. because it's when I have the most energy. And I don't know where that comes from, but I'm highly energetic after seven o'clock. It's a 7 p.m. Like my energy's skyrocketed. But in the morning, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I, I'm not a 4 a.m. person. <laughs> yeah, I think you know? I think we all have our own like energy personality with that because some people can thrive super early and uh, yeah. then other people are night. I'm like in the m- middle sometimes I mean I like morning sometimes but sometimes I'm like I just want to sleep <laughs> like, like I have I go I go in and out of that but maybe that's part of my root center too it's like I just honor my body in that moment but I like my husband he's a night owl I now he has a job where he has to get up early and he loves it because he's in nature but I think if he had to get up and go to a cubicle it would be totally different like he works um at a golf course so like he's like I have the best office in the world so he gets to watch the sunrise and things like and that is like the satisfaction for him like like the the, the piece that draws him in and like the motivation, I guess, to get up in the morning versus like, but he is a night owl and naturally he'll, he'll stay up late. And so he has to be cognitive of the fact that, Hey, I got to be up at 5am in the morning. So I probably shouldn't stay up until three, like, <laughs> and finding that balance point. It's supposed to be like the prettiest, one of the two prettiest things in Kuwait. <laughs> um, and oh, one of the things that I noticed about people with undefined roots as well is the fear of not being productive enough. But you are productive. You are giving it your all, you know? And especially with you, Jackie, because you have that defined world center. So it almost feels like two different things. It's like a collision because your your will center is saying, I'm going to get this shit done. But your root is like, chill out, Jackie. Oh, <laughs> Because I totally could resonate with that. Time in the world. And you'll be like, oh, you're like, but the will center is like, because 
honestly, I think the most, two of the most um, conditioned centers in, our, in human design is your world center and your emotional center. Actually, no, and someone could probably say no to that, but I think these are the two highly conditioned centers in human design, but the will, I, I feel like if I had to label them or number them, the will center is so powerful. So your will center rules your root center. <laughs> well, and I think that's what it is. It's like, it's like, I have the drive and I have the passion. I have the motivation and I'm like, I want to do this and I got to do X, Y, Z. But then I have to remind myself, okay, like I am not Wonder Woman sometimes, even though when I feel like it, like, even though I have the energy to it, like I can, I can do all the things, but my will center kind of tells me like right now, everything's right now in this moment. Cause I feel it absolutely. And my, my root center is like, okay, chill out lady. Like we're not going to conquer the world in one day. Like, this is not how this works. <laughs> yes, especially because with that open head center, you've got all these like million ideas and then your will center is like, oh, let's take action on this right away. And then you, your root is like, oh, I'm tired. And one of the things, I don't know if you feel this, but do you feel that you have to earn relaxing time? I used to. That was huge. Like, like okay, my, was- my worth was around what I achieved. And I, and I think like subconsciously I took that in as a kid because like when I got good grades, mom and dad, like they were, they were happy. They were proud of me. You know what I mean? So then I was like, of course I want the people that I love to be proud of me. And I mean, they're doing the best that they can. Like they didn't, there's not wrong. You shouldn't be like celebrating your kid when they're doing well. But then there was this fear of like, okay, so I have to, in order to have that, I have to earn and I have to do all the things. And once I have all the things, then I can relax and be in the moment. But then I always like, I think that's my, my, with the open like head center, like I always have something going on where it's like, okay, no, we'll relax later. We'll relax later. And I think that that's when the root would get burnt out and then I would get sick or something would happen. And I'm like, no, I'm done. Like my root's like, nope, I'm going to make a situation where you have to slow down. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's it's, again, coming to awareness. Like I can link everything to awareness. I, I think it's one of the greatest things in our life. If only people knew, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, when you're aware of something, you get to, you get to consciously shift it. And, you know, take action on, okay, if it's not working for you, you get to like move it. And because you're, you are actually living in alignment by sharing that, you're telling me that you're living in alignment because you're no longer feeling like I, I have to earn yeah. relaxing time. I, I get to give myself relaxing. I, I had an amazing day. I just want to relax, relax at four, four o'clock versus going to bed at nine o'clock or feeding myself to spa time or whatever, you know? Like I, I'm worthy just because I exist. That's what I, that's one of the things I always say. I'm worthy just because I exist. And so if my body is asking for it, it gets that. Like it, everything will unfold exactly the way it needs to be. My mind will try to tell me, no, if we don't do this right now, then this is going to happen. But I always say like, where's the proof in that? Like, there's always another option. Like I'm done looking at just one door. I know there's multiple and I'm going to honor my experience in, in all parts of me and show up as all parts of me in that, that space. And, um, and I think like that's that comes with the awareness. Like I've always had that awareness piece. And even when I was doing it, like my mind was like, you're doing this. <laughs> but then I would override it because I was like, this is what's the expectations. And this is the, and I think hearing the thoughts like people didn't even have to say things like, yes. but I hear how they're proud of me and oh, she's going to go somewhere and blah, blah, blah. And then I took that in like, and I love how you said, like with my open crown, it's like I'm a, like a little kid taking in like a sponge of the world. 
Like, cause that's how I feel sometimes. And then like, I'll have these roller coasters, even though I hate roller coasters in real life. Like my, my, my body does not like it, but like, that's how I feel. Sometimes I'm on this emotional roller coaster, this mental roller coaster in, in this spaces. And I'm learning how to enjoy that. There's nothing bad about me. Even those things, like when I have the awareness and it comes up and I go, oh, well, I'm not very fond of the way I'm responding here. It's I get to love myself because it's trying to do the best it can. We're on a roller coaster. You can't, it's like trying to like bake a gourmet dinner on a roller coaster sometimes. Like it, it's, you're doing multiple things and just allowing myself to ride that space. And when, when it settles, then I can move and trusting whatever is meant to be is meant to be. Yes. Oh, that was such a great lesson for me, Jackie. Thank you for sharing that. Because it's a struggle. Like for me, self-worth, I have um, an undefined will center. So for me, and many people in the world, we struggle so much with um, with self-worth. And I need to remind myself sometimes that, Sam, what you've done so far is it's it's enough. It's more than enough. And you are worthy just because you exist. And I have to tell myself that a lot more. Um, but there's something that kind of comes in the way. So with people with a, people with a defined ajna, they might struggle with affirmations. So this is something that I learned recently, and I'm trying to play with it in my own world before sharing it with the world. So using my stubborn mind. So I'm a kind of I'm the kind of person who needs to. I can't see it until I see it. Yeah. I actually envy people who have an open or an, uh, an undefined ajna because you guys are so flexible in filtering thoughts. But for me, I'm like I receive it, and I'm like. I think it's like almost like a one-track mind. I think that phrase was made for people with a defined ajna. But I'm grateful for, I've noticed that me and even the ex that I was with last year, we were very flexible in the way we were thinking. So I am open to people's ideas and thoughts and all of that. But when it comes to kind of shifting that mindset, it's so much harder for somebody with a defined ajna because we have to, we need facts. We need to see it in our lives. We have to see it to believe it. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those, like, you already made up your mind, and you have that defines, so you have that conditioning, like, that like that constant energy of that. Like, my husband, I, I well, I have to look. Now I want to look at the same point as we're talking here. I'm going to pull up his chart at the same time. Um, <laughs> because, like, he's got that Sagittarius energy, which is very, like, I have my beliefs. And, and not that you can't change his mind. He's open to that. But once I have that, then it takes a little bit for him to decide okay, I hear you and I'm trying that on. And I guess, I guess I can, I can relate to that. And no, his is open too, but it must be just that energy, but he does have the bottom three. So 17, 11 and 43 are defined in it. So maybe that's part of it, but, but in that space, it's like, it's like, okay, so your mind is so used to its own path. Um, when you have that, so your own thoughts, it's like, Okay, I can take him in, but it's still it's still weighing on the scale of this is already my truth. So you have to try him on and see, and it takes a little bit more where like I'm open, where I hear so many different things, like I, I'm used to it. Like, okay, I'm used to the shift and the flexibility in the in this space. And it's almost like the the chameleon, just like the open G Center. Like you can be a chame- social chameleon and show up however is needed in that space. It's the same thing as my mind. Like I can shift my mindset. And I think that's also part of the reason why I can speak other people's languages. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I can meet them in their mental 
the way they're talking to themselves, like I can meet them at that space of where they're, they're thinking already. And so then I can help stretch, but in a, in a way that's comfortable. Like you don't want to like completely overstretch somebody and overwhelm their whole system. It's like baby steps, like just step out of the circle, dip your toes in the water a little bit, then you can jump back, take some drafts and like realize that you're not going to be attacked by sharks (laughs) in that space. (laughs) and I because I can be very stubborn in the way I view things sometimes and I'm so grateful for the the advice and the guidance I get from people from with an undefined Ajna saying Sam why did you or sharing an opinion or a view that helps me see things differently and I'm like oh yeah that's actually a better way of thinking of things um and like even though human design says that your defined centers is where your strengths are I don't see a uh, defined Ajna as a strength. At least for me, you can cut this part out. By the way, <laughs> I just feel like I, I prefer to have had a more flexible way of processing things than to have a very fixed, like like you know, horses have those things that yep, they don't the I feel like yeah, the blindness. I feel like people with defined Ajnas have that. But sometimes <laughs> it is a gift, though, if you think about it. So, so you once you're in alignment and you know what you want there's no sidetracking like you know what you want you can move forward there's less influence so like for for me like i see my vision i feel it and and i have those thoughts and those beliefs around it but then i the doubts of other people play a big factor where i have to go no that's not mine and if i wasn't aware then it then it would shift things a lot easier in that space that the people can pull me off track is is easier but when you have that defined it yes it's a challenge of making sure that you're in alignment and once you are though it's like you're an unstoppable force like you're unshakable in that space because you never know who you're going to influence so uh, but someone asked someone with a defined arjna apparently i'm supposed to influence people but I need to be mindful of what that is because it's, I would like to not be a bad influence on anyone. <laughs> I want to be a good influence on people. So, so yeah, it's just the one thing that I, a tip that I would give to people with a defined Ajna. Yes, you might struggle with affirmations because you, you will not believe it until you see it, but challenge that, challenge that mindset and go like, I'm going to use my stubborn mindset to manifest it. I'm going to use my use my stubborn mindset in a different way as opposed to being, as opposed to instead of being negative, I'm going to use it in a positive way, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, well, I'm and also positive. looking at those affirmations, like this is one thing I call them energetic declarations um, for me is not doing something that's completely out of your wheelhouse. So you take your baby sets. So, so yes, you may want to say I am abundant and I am everything's flowing, whatever you want that. But if your mind doesn't actually believe it, that's a big leap. So how about saying like, like something like that's a baby step. So like, I'm abundant in this moment. Today, I am bringing in whatever abundant, like, you know what I mean? Proof of abundance in my life. I'm going to look for blessings and like taking the baby steps and stretching it. Because once again, it's like we're in our, our familiar zone and we're jumping straight into the deep end sometimes with some of these affirmations and I'm like, like your body's going to go, Oh my gosh, I'm going to drown. I don't even know if I know how to swim, like in that space. And so it's like calming the nervous system going, okay, we're just, we're just take one that we'll get there when we get there one step at a time. 
and and slowly stretch that that capacity out so then it's not just completely overwhelming to everything yes yes and also redefining um redefining what abundance is because abundance could be yes the air we're breathing right now so it's breaking it down simplifying it so much just so we can it's like baby steps yeah well and i think that's also the 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 power of words because what the word means to me may be different than you so it's like okay so if i'm calling these affirmations what does that mean to me what does abundance mean to me and now i have a whole bunch of different declarations as well so if i know abundance to me means the freedom to be who i want to be the freedom to choose whatever like whatever that means you can break them down and go okay so I have all of these like parts of this definition. What part feels the most familiar? The most familiar, it's not gonna be familiar, but the most familiar to me and let's start anchoring in that. And once once I have that calibrated into my system, then we can try the next one and then we're stretching. And that's how we are slowly stretching the balloon versus like blowing it and then it pops. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, that's that was actually really amazing. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So um, for people that aren't familiar with human design, like where would you suggest them starting? Um, the, the best place to start is like uh, the foundation, which is your energy type, your uh, strategy and your authority. Um, and then as you, I mean, your centers say a lot as well. But if you, if you have to start with embodiment, if it's just simply... The, the three which I just mentioned it's an amazing start um like uh, because I've had a, a recent um my, my readings for this year have been mostly manifesting generators so I always tell them if you have to embody the energy of being a manifesting generator start with making a list of all the things that you're passionate about because you're multi-passionate write it down how do you want to bring this into your day-to-day you're a multitasker as well what if you have to create if you're not employed, obviously, you know, like one of the girls that I've been working with, she's not employed. So I'm like, okay, you're at home. Pick 10 things that you want to achieve in the next two hours and try to be an energizer bunny bouncing around all of these. How does that make you feel? Um, uh, going to uh, strategy. So if you're a generator or a manifesting generator, actually, no, let's say manifesting generator, they have two. So it's... Um, Wait, it isn't res- waiting, uh, sorry, responding. I'm having a blonde moment right now. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. I, well, and I think it doesn't, it, like manifesting generator does have a little bit because they're, so for people that don't know, manifesting generators have both the energy of a manifester and a generator kind of like intertwined. Yes, but they have like their own characteristics because when you think about it, manifest manifestors do not have like the sacral uh, they're not meant to multitask. Even generators, generators are here to master one thing. They can pick one thing and just go on with it. Like, do you remember a thing? Because I know that you're a generator as well. What is what are the one or two things in your entire life? If you look at your entire life, things that happened to you, things that you were, that you were really interested in, and you felt like, oh, I want to master this. I feel like that's like my my whole life. Like I have like these little spurts of inspiration and I'm like, I need to know all the things about this. But I think what you were saying is it makes perfect sense because I'll dive all in on one topic at a time and then I'll shift. Because we were talking before this when you were looking at my design, it's like you're almost like a manifesting generator. 
but like I'm a generator, but I think that's what it is. And for me, I think what made me move forward and, and, um, is bringing all of these beautiful tools and all of these beautiful things and bringing it into one focused direction. And so like, that's, that's the thing. And so now I do have one thing, but it's encompassing all of the, the passion pieces as well. And so I'm not multitasking at the, at the same point. Like I am, but I'm not. <laughs> and, and where like, that's what I see too. I, I, I have a lot of manifesting generator friends and that's, that's it. Like they have all these passions and they can have all these pots on the stove cooking at once and still manage to maintain them all. Where me, if I did that, then, then it's like the overwhelm and like the unde- um, undefined root is like, nope, we're, we're stepping back. Somebody's taking over. Like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> when I was employed, so I used to be an HR professional and a recruiter. I loved, within HR umbrella itself, I love multitasking, doing multiple things. And it used to be a part of my, like, what are you good at? I'm, I'm, one of the things in there was a multitasking. But I think about it now, I'm like, actually, why do I think I was? Because I was, my ex-boss, the person that I was working with for almost six years, was an, a manifesting generator. And I was, I might have been leaning into that energy thinking, oh, I've got this. But after she left, I was like, no, I don't got this. Well, <laughs> and part of it is, I think is society tells you that, that that's a strength too, but it's not a strength for everyone when you try to do it, when you're not designed to do it. So for me, like people can look at it like I'm multitasking, but really I have a to-do list. I'm very organized. So I have the to-do list, but I'm not doing them all at once. I may get little things started, but my energy is focused on one thing, getting it complete or to a stopping point where it can pause. Then I can go to the next one. I'm not doing the, I'm not cooking five pots at once. It's, I, I have these categories. I have the five pots, but I'm focusing on one at a time. I did pull out your, the arrows, the variables. this because it says that so your top left arrow is how you digest life mm-hmm. and it says that you despise structure so you're not you don't need structure in your life you're more of a um, big picture person so like you said you yes. put make a list and you kind of tackle it but you your mind like you're going by memory and you're like oh I know I have to do these things in the day so you kind of maneuver through your day and that's exactly what it was <laughs> I used to yeah. be super rigid and like, I have to follow this structure to a T and I hated it. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. And that's why. So now I have like my non-negotiables, like, okay, Jackie, like this is like me talking to my roots on her. Like, okay, we, we've got to get these things done. Like, this is non-negotiable. Like, this is what's going to happen. And that's like the will center talking to the root center. Like, I'm not going to make you do all the things we have. We have several on the list, but it's okay if the other ones go to the next day, but these are the ones that have to get done. You can decide on what way it goes, but this is like that. That's like literally the compromise that I feel in my system. It's like, I don't care how it gets done, but I'm surrendering that piece. I don't have to micromanage that piece. I am trusting you. However it needs to unfold, as long as it gets done at the end of the day, I'm happy. And I think that that's, that's been the huge shift in my alignment too, is what makes me feel more free is because I have that adjustment. Like I have to be able to have the flexibility to move with the energy that's going on in my system as well. It's what it is. It's like, you don't need a set, for example, you don't have to finish something 
at one o'clock you're flexible with your time like okay I started this I know like when you mentioned earlier that you start something and sometimes you feel like you don't finish it because I in that moment I was like that's a very manifesting generator thing to do but then there was a science behind where you were going with that and this makes sense because this specific this arrow is like no you don't have to do if you don't want to complete it now it's fine you can come back to it later um you don't eat you don't have to eat like one o'clock doesn't have to be your lunch time you can eat you can have a snack and snacks throughout the day and you'll still be fine you know <laughs> sometimes i'm like oh my goodness it is six o'clock and i haven't ate anything all day but my body is like i don't need it right now <laughs> yes <laughs> And other yeah. days it's like, it's like 830 and I'm like, okay, well, I'm starving. Like I just go with the flow of whatever it's meant to be in that moment. Yes. And the top arrow, so the top arrow is right. So your awareness is strategic awareness and it beautifully complements us because you don't need a list to get things done. Your mind remembers information very easily. So when you, it's almost like I decided that I'm going to do this and I'm going to, and you will remember somewhere you you just know, and you're like, like for me, I have to see it. I have to make that list because I'm a very structured, like my brain is very yep. structured. And this started to make sense to me when I pulled out my chart. I'm like, holy shit, I didn't resonate for this because I need lists. And then I have to strike things out as I go through. But for you, it's all in here and you beautifully tackle everything you need to do in that day, whatever it is. Um, you recall information very easily. Like for me, I have to see it. I need repetition. <laughs> I need repetition. That's how I learn. I have to, like, I remember when I was a child, I had to, like, learn one sentence or a paragraph or the concept and not, like, I had to read it multiple times for it to get into my brain. But for you, it's like, you read it once, you're like, I understand the concept. I'm good. I'm good with that. Well, and that's know? the thing. You said it right there. It's like, for me, as long as I understand, and that's why I ask a lot of questions. People think, like, when I was younger, they, they would be like, Jackie, just trust. Stop asking so many questions. But for me, it's to get the deeper comprehension. I'm looking from all different sides because once I have the concept, I can run with it. Like, I don't need to have all the details. Like, I feel it in my body and I am embodying it and I'm learning along the way as long as I have the concept. But I have to have the space to be able to ask said questions so I can anchor that piece. And then it's like, I can apply this in many different areas because I understand the principles of it. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. There's so much in that. This is what I always say. Like I, I human design is one of my passions too. I love it because it's so much like so much confirmation, confirmation and understanding of how we're functioning and the way we're designed to function and why we feel that like for me, um, frustration, because that's my non-self center. Like when I feel that frustration of, okay, so this is the self-check piece of like, okay, I feel this, where am I out of alignment? Like, what is not, what, what am I going against myself? And it was beautiful because as a people pleaser, like I'm a recovering people pleaser. So I notice, like when I still have those tendencies and I get that frustration piece come up and I'm like, okay, let's check. Like, what are my motives? What are my energy behind? Why am I doing X, Y, Z? Okay, I see where I've override what I actually desire to make somebody else happy so I can go, okay, how can I find the balance of still getting the things done, but still honoring my no or wherever it needs to be and communicate that clearly. And once again, like that, I think that's the throat, like the communication piece in that, just be honest, like we are going to shift, our energies are going to shift. And like, it, it's just being honest with that and expressing it and don't just thinking it because I, I think, like I said, like I've been told like I'm a human lie detector my whole life. And I think that's what it is, is because People won't express to me, but I can hear it. Like I can feel it in their energy that 
they're not in alignment or whatever, but they're afraid to say it to me or whatever. And I, and for a while, I didn't know what that was. I thought it was a me thing. And I was like, okay, so is, am I feeling resistance to this? Like, is this, is this connection? Like, because I'm, I'm doing something and I'll like reflect and really know it's because, and it has nothing to do with me. A lot of times when they're pushing back, it's, it's a lot of their process and trying to figuring out and navigating in that space. And I'm like, it's okay. If you, if I'm not a priority, I don't have to be a priority. That's fine. We're living two different lives, <laughs> but sometimes like I, I can feel it's not that it's not, it's not that it's like when we get in our own way, because we're like, I feel those fears too in that space of like, okay, so I feel the emotions that are tied where they really want this, but they're creating those things. And so I can sit there and then I can lean in and say, but you got this. I know you can do it. And I know this is what you desire. And so letting them come to their own conclusion though, in the same point, like, I'm not going to make you do anything. Like, that's not my job here, but, it, but I'm going to hold the mirror for you to decide when you're ready. And I'm, I'm, I'm ready and waiting. Help themselves, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. and I think that like, like uh, the sound cut out a little bit, but I, I heard you like, like that you want them to save themselves. And I think that that's also a lesson that I've learned in my life is I'm not here to save anyone. I'm here to be the, the, the lighthouse, the beacon for them to navigate. Like I'm here to save myself and in saving myself and walking as an example and sharing my wisdom, it empowers others to learn how to do that because we're not meant to save anyone else. Like that's what it is. It's empowering other people to step into their power because anytime I do something to someone for somebody, that's why I changed my name from healer to shamanic soul guide, because I'm not here to heal you. You're doing the healing. I'm just navigating and facilitating a process for you and mirroring back your beautiful energy for you to, to sit here and I'll hold your potential until you're ready to go. Yeah, that is me. Okay. I see it now. So much. And that's something that you find in human design as well. And that's why when I teach human design, it's always going back to, I see human design as, or human, your blueprint, your map is a map. It is a map of who you are that is equal to authenticity. And that's what I like. I'm here to teach people. And we, we humans are constantly looking for like, what is my life purpose? Our life purpose is to be our true selves without, you know, outside that conditioning and not really caring about what people think about how we show up. I mean, of course, legally, I'm not saying wear nickels and walk out, out on the streets, but you know, I mean, I like being around people who are goofy. And mm -hmm. like when you talk about, you know, empowering people, I love that because when you are being you, you're giving people permission to others to be themselves. You're giving permission to other people to be, to empower other people more, uh, you know? And I love that. And that's like, this is something so like, it's something I, I want to do and I want to teach people. So and you are doing it and you are doing it right now and you're bringing it to life. And, and that's the biggest reason why I wanted her and you guys to hear her medicine because she gets to be out there. She gets to shine bright because she is making a huge difference in people's lives and her name gets to be out there. And I get to bring her to your world because she is, she's absolutely incredible mm -hmm. from the, from the first day I met you. Like I, like I said, I feel energy before words come out. And then I'm like, this is a beautiful soul. Like, absolutely. I want this person in my life. 
it, it's it's the same feeling, by the way. I think we met um through one of May's programs or something back here so. this January. And I was like, I was watching you and May riff off on each other on some different topics, and I was like, I love Jackie Puji. I, I, I do have the thing, so I think um it's something that I have overcome. Like uh, I've come a long way from when I was a child. I have authority issues, and I always thought it was this country, but actually it might have been my father. Maybe it might be a combination of the two. <laughs> the thing of Arabs are uh, superior to me, or my father just gave that feeling. So I think it's it's two two in one. So I have this thing where, so I was surrounded by Asians, Arabs mostly, and not Western people. So I was always fascinated by the Western world. Like you know, when I was growing up, when I was a child, my only my window to the outside world and the Western world was television. So I love coming home and watching American TV because that was all I could get access to, you know? So I'm fascinated by it. And so when I'm meeting new people, I, I still, somewhere underneath, there is that underlying feeling of, I feel a bit inferior. But when I when I met you, I was like, I was so, I didn't feel that. I'm not saying that I felt that with me either because I was in a part of a group program at all. But I felt like, I felt safe. And I felt like, no, you know, Western people are not scary to be around. <laughs> I mean, they're humans, I'm human. <laughs> I just have that deep conditioning because of the experiences I went through as a child. And I still remember when I was three, I was scared to tell my mom that I was sick because whenever we used to go to the hospital, she would cry. So I, my little brain, my three-year-old brain told me, oh, every time you're sick, mom cries. So don't tell anybody that you're sick. Just, yeah, I just remember that. So, you know, different things that's kind of coming because I did a lot of inner child work in the last few years. And strangely enough, a lot of inner child stuff came out for me in 2022 from the month of Jan and just kept flowing. And I was like, what, what is all of this? Because I could, every experience I was going through that would trigger something in me. I associated it to something from my childhood. And I was like, holy shit, this is coming up for me to heal. I'm having a lot of inner child stuff coming up for me to look at. And I'm looking at it and I felt like I was really living my childhood days um fears that were coming up I was like oh it's dad related and it's funny because now I'm his mom but I never wanted to see he's yelling right now <laughs> I've been getting distracted but I I want to give him and I want to be the mother to him that I wish that he was that parent to me and even though I didn't get it but I remember thinking in 2021 daddy I still want you to be my dad I'm still craving your, your love and attention. I'm a middle child, by the way, so it was very hard growing up and be like, I'm one of four. So yeah. I remember thinking, I still want you, like, I want you to be like a dad. I'm still not done with you being my dad. And that's when he became a baby. And I was like, oh shit, roles changed. I'm your mom and you're my baby now. You know, you're my son now. And, and I got healing. to get- That's healing for both of you in the roles shifting. But I'm grateful for being able to experience this, it might be short, but I'm happy to be a mother to him for however long this goes on for. And it taught me that I'm actually a good mom. I think the last two years, I've seen a lot of the inner child wounds coming up. The only thing is I've not really known how to tackle them. Like, I don't know how to, except for like, you know, um, through meditations or even moments where I allow myself to kind of cry it out and I go like, I've got you and you know, it's okay. Like, I hug myself, like I do this a lot and I'm like, you know, you've got this. Um, you're not, you know, three-year-old anymore. And also reminding, like, if I, when I speak to my inner child, I always remind her of what we, where I am today as a part of the human design thing. But when I was a kid, 
I remember people coming to me. It was like a very temporary thing. Like a kid would come up to me just to feel better. And they would go off and they would feel better. And I never understood why until human design happened where I was like, holy shit, they were drawn to my generator sparkle. And all they needed was some smear dust on them. They'll feel better. They'll fuck off. And I feel bad for it. I felt used. And then I realized after human design happened to me, I was like, Samira, this is something, this is, this is a role in life. You're meant to sprinkle your dust onto people and then move on. So yeah. I have an undefined identity center. So I have that I can blend in anywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like really like I can blend in anywhere. I don't feel like uncomfortable or anything, you know, being with different kind of people and owning that generator of sparkly energy of mine which I didn't understand as a child but now I'm like oh I got that okay now like you have the pieces and I think that that's that's exactly what we're trying to share with the listeners of like when if you feel something like like I'm in unalignment and there's like something like that's different about me and you're like almost repressing it of like oh I shouldn't be that's actually part of your magic. And once you understand why you function the way you do, it's like the light bulbs turn on. And it's like literally like, okay, this is how I'm meant to shine and exactly why you call it shine by design. And you you can own that part of you and allow it to blossom in its beautiful ways. It's like turning all of the situations that this is this is one of the sayings I say is like you take all of the the crap that we've taken on in our life and we, we've held and we alchemize it and turn it into the fertilizer. So then we can blossom and bloom the way we were designed to be and really own our, our, our own space. We're not, when we own our own space, our own light, our own expansion, like we're not taking away from anyone else. Like there's enough space for everybody. We all are designed to be abundant. It's just, we have this narrative of if I'm too big, I'm not accepted. Or if I'm too, if I'm too much, I'm taking from somebody else. No, you're not greedy. This is who you are meant to be. And when you take up your space, other people can shine. And can you imagine what the world would be like if we all owned our essence and who we are? And there would be, it would be a completely different world because we'd have this understanding and compassion for each other. And that's what we're meant to be. Like we're exactly the way we're designed to be in the function the way we are because we, that's our gift to the community. That's the gift to the world. We are designed exactly how we need to be because that's our medicine. And if we were just like somebody else, then like, you know what I mean? Like there, it wouldn't be the same. We all have our own flavor to put in this big melting pot of, called life. And that's what it's all about. And I just want people to own that. We all have our flavor that we're meant to put out into this world. Yes. <laughs> so is there anything that you want to leave the listeners before we wrap it up today? Um. Yes, I just want everyone to remember this. And I think this is really big. The only relationship that we can guarantee for the rest of our lives is the one that we have with ourselves. And that's why I think it's very, very important for us to invest time and energy into making ourselves feel good. When you like yourself, you attract positive experiences. And when you don't, you act out and you miss out on the joys of life. Absolutely. That's so beautifully said, because that's so the truth. Like, we get to be all of us and and that's what it's designed to be. And when we love ourselves, that's what inside is reflected out. And that's what, that's what I hear you saying is like, we have to start with loving ourselves. If we want to be loved in the world, like we love ourselves first and it's naturally a byproduct of that. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all your wisdom and being here today. 
Thank you for having me, Jackie. This is so fun. I'm sorry to everyone if I spoke too fast. No, you're perfect just the way you are. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Soul Revolution Tribe and being part of our soul family. If anything in this episode resonated with you, please subscribe, leave a review, and share your takeaways. You can find me on IG at Grow with Jackie B or on YouTube at Soul Revolution Tribe. I will see you next week for more soul conversations and medicine. Bye for now and see you back soon.